Yes. Anyway, you guys, so this weekend is Gay Pride Weekend in New York City. Any plans during the Woo! lockdown? <laughs> Happy Pride! Yeah. Happy Pride! Happy oh, Pride, America! Well, first, <laughs> welcome to Professional Friends! Woohoo! Yay! Yay! I am your producer, Carolina Hidalgo, and that was John Bivacqua. It was me. I'm actually, I'm literally wearing a Pride rainbow shirt or something. I mean, there's a rainbow on it, so I'm saying it's Pride. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Anna Peritori. I have a Pride shirt in my dresser, just Woo! waiting to be put on. <laughs> <laughs> and Calvin Cato, what are you wearing? Um, I'm wearing an MCAT 2015 shirt, but it's blue and there are other colors on it, so it's prideful. That's close enough. Yeah. It's going to be a different, it's, I think, officially the Pride March was canceled. I think that there's going to be some version of like a queer uh, Black Lives Liberation March, which is, you know, how Pride started. So it should be closer to a liberation march. But um, I, I don't know what you guys have planned. I mean, I still haven't. With the exception of um, one protest, I haven't been in a giant public space with a lot of people. Um, I'm like looking at other ways to um, support protest. the cause and donate <laughs> and pro- protest, I guess, from afar. I know Calvin posted um, uh, a link to um, a cause. I, do- I think I donated, Calvin. I mean, I'm terrible at these online donations because I just am terrible at my like anything on my phone mostly. <laughs> but I could just um, see you, John, being like, "Why do you want my credit card number? Who are you?" <laughs> <laughs> but like I've been, you know, I've been donating. Like I think a lot of people, I've been donating to uh, causes for the past uh, month, and it's like every every interface is different, and you kind of like, did I do it? Do you have my information? And um, is there any money on my card? Because a lot of us are broke during lockdown. So that's always the fear. I'm like, can your card get declined from a donation? Oh, I yeah. always worry What's about that. What's that email like? I will let you know when I get it. <laughs> your card has been declined. Calvin, what was the name of the organization? Specifically, what was the name? Um, so it's uh, Center for Black Equity. And right, it's actually right, really right. cool. Uh, I came across it because since, you know, I have like a little bit extra in unemployment money right now, I've been trying to like give the excess off to like just different causes. And for me, it's just cool because I want to get to something that's more um, intersectional, basically, because I and obviously it's a perfect intersection between like Black Lives Matter and also queer lives. And as we know, a lot of like trans um, people of color are like just super at risk. And so this came across to me, I want to say like it was on an Instagram post where Someone had posted about like, oh, here are all these places you can give to. And I came across it and it's a really cool um, cause where like they advocate for, you know, black queer people. And they also put up a lot of like specifically like black prides because I mean, as I'm sure, you know, many people know like black prides are overwhelmingly white focused. And (laughs) it's always kind of a shame because, um, you know, I, you know, obviously I'm proud and I like going to, I've gone to a couple of prides, but it's always so hard where you go. And as someone who is like black and queer, you see so much like kind of fetishizing that still happens. So I came across and I was like, oh, this is really awesome. And I really want to give to this and like give specifically to like knowing that it's going to go to like black prides and setting up like black pride events. Yeah. 
Right, right, right. Yeah, are you tired of uh, white people making it about themselves? <laughs> oh my God, yeah. <laughs> I know it's a shock, but uh, <laughs> it is funny. I was just talking to a friend about this where um, we were talking about how it's good that there are a lot of white people protesting, but also like they're doing too much. Like uh, my friend went right. to a protest in Astoria where she was like, I had to leave because this you know, there was like an open forum, so like everyone could share like their stories about like you know racism or sexism or whatever. And this white guy went up and went on for like ten minutes about how uh. he's like, I just had no idea, and I just couldn't believe it. And I love the wire, and she was like, I have to go, like I can't oh, God, fucking listen to you anymore. <laughs> yeah, it was like she was like, this is the fucking worst, and it's not about your time to cry about the fact that like, oh my God, and like I just. I love Alan Iverson so much and I had no idea. Like, go fuck yourself, you know? Oh. So. so maybe you should have, like, lit him a little bit early. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, all right, all right. Yes, thank you. Uh, please move it along. That's so... I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I, I've seen so much uh, just going on everywhere. It, it, it almost gets too saturated sometimes. And so sometimes it's best just to, like what you're doing, like streamline, uh, you know, where, where you want your money to go. I, yeah. I, yeah. Carolina, can I just ask you something that you can edit this out? I just got logged <laughs> off for some reason. No, you're fine. How well, did well, that happen? I yeah, mean, I, just... uh, I think all the pretty soon, like all the white people are just no longer in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, so. so like, can you guys Damn. just listen for once? Jesus. <laughs> it was so sad because I actually couldn't hear you guys either. That's not a metaphor for 2020. Mm -hmm. You couldn't screen. hear us when we're trying to tell you. <laughs> John, my whole screen listen. went off. Listen. <laughs> Ouch. I accept it. You know what? I, I accept. <laughs> um, I was going to say, Calvin, you and I kind of, we talked about this last year during, I think, the, the podcast we did. We were talking about Pride last year, or maybe it was the year before. I don't even know what year it is at the moment. But and we talked a little bit about it, I think, after the recording, too, just about the com commercialization of Pride yeah. and, you know, the com commercialization specifically um you know it's geared towards a white gay male populace and you know for what what's supposed to be about queer liberation and and minority liberation also and black liberation um is kind of just m like mutated into this it, it's like it might as well be christmas at a department store it's like <laughs> buy your pride shirt and drink pepsi cola <laughs> that's real that's liberation you're right and, and but you i still have about... my heineken towel you know <laughs> i know i need my like rainbow beer koozie <laughs> i think we talked about like cal because i had said or, or last year we were talking about Anna and i were marching with Callan lord and mm -hmm. like you had said you like your pride experiences have varied but overwhelmingly you are just like yeah this caters to a very specific crowd sadly mm -hmm. yeah I, I will say what is cool um is it's interesting because i haven't gone to any like live virtual pride events but i've actually checked out some virtual pride events online and 
I mean, in as much as it sucks, obviously, because we're not all among each other, it's actually been really nice because, like, because they're, like, virtual prides that are pretty much hosted kind of, like, by themselves or without, like, massive corporate sponsorship, it feels more natural and, like, kind of fun. Like, I was watching this one that's called a Queer Black Town Hall where they have, it's, like, basically hosted by, like, several, like, black drag queens, like Bob the Drag Queen, Peppermint, um, and, like, they have, like, a host of other, like, just queer black performers, and it was really good to just see and it was so cool to be like oh wow so this is kind of what it was like before like chipotle you know and like whatever i i don't know there's something that was like so kind of inspirational about it where it's like even though we're all apart like we're still gonna come together have some fun watch a couple of drag numbers kind of gossip and shit talk and i know it was such a great experience yeah maybe that is a good idea like a diy kind of thing you know, like like uh, not not a house party, but yeah. <laughs> but you know, just get like a community to get together. Because like the one time uh, I went with John to Pride in Astoria, that was really cool to go to a Queen's Pride in Astoria. It was just people from the town. You know, it was fun. <laughs> we made friends. I mean, I haven't kept up uh, <laughs> with my pen pals, but you know, maybe that is a good idea. Maybe sh- sh- we should do something like that. Buff. Wait, find the addresses of those people you guys yes. had at that party. Yes, I, I need to get back in touch with these people immediately because I remember dancing with one of them. He's a great dancer. Of course he was. Yeah, and it kind of harkens back to a time when Pride was about, like, you know, um, connecting with people at or near a bar. You know, not necessarily uh, marching in a parade with a major... Um, corporation <laughs> or soft drink, <laughs> you know, it kind of harkens back to a time when it was about like marginalized groups and um, trying to, you know, transgress that for the greater good. I mean, I'm, I'm excited that it's just, it seems to like there's a reclaiming of the narrative around pride this year more than ever. So people are like seeing more about Marsha P. Johnson and Storme and these people who kind of over time just got deleted from this, the story that the legend of pride, I mean, by the time it gets to a t-shirt in a department store, it seems like, you know, the, the origins are lost. No, yeah. it all started with a unicorn on a T-shirt at Target. <laughs> when that brick was thrown, it was thrown by a unicorn. Right. That also said, welcome to the Gap. <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely I feel like people are doing their homework for once, or at least, I, I don't know, looking at Wikipedia. No, <laughs> no it's true, Like, because I feel like even like um a lot of um, – television shows I've noticed have had like captions in the corner like VH1 they'll like have a caption that pops up that literally says like trans black lives matter and has like a little factoid about Marsha P. Johnson and like even last year they would never have stuff like that it would just be like at best maybe a generic like pride flag that would like pop up in the background and be like hey we still care we want your money but like I like that they're way more like no you should learn about this and this is part of our history and our culture and if you love rupaul you have to understand that you have to love all the stuff that comes with rupaul so yeah totally and i mean i'm sure it remains like a certain virtue signaling endeavor because they're like yeah we we want to make sure we we have your money and you continue to watch us or whatever but at least it's like more authentic or more meaningful they're not just putting up the unicorn rainbow anymore 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, a little bit realer. Right before it was just kind of I feel like opposed to paying tribute to the queer pioneers before us. We're literally just like, oh, VH1 is doing share videos all day. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Like, I love gay icons. Like, I mean, that was the first time I realized, like, oh, queer culture is cool. Um, <laughs> like, I was like, I love Madonna. Um, I'm a queer pioneer. But uh, <laughs> it is interesting to separate the icon from the movement. And I feel like the glitz and glamour of what pride is what's so uh attractive about pride to people that are usually you know like a 25 year old white girl that works in pr you know (laughs) yeah no i totally agree and i think that what i like and specifically with this year with the virtual prize is like i like the fact that it's like queer people helming it because i mean obviously i don't have problems with like straight allies but i feel like more and more as it's gotten so commercialized you'll see people where i'm like okay but like you're just some straight person like why are you here why should we listen to your platform particularly versus like i feel like now with these virtual prides i like that it's like we're all queer people making statements for other queer people and it's or it's like we're queer people making queer content for you guys we're not trying to filter through like a straight lens so mm-hmm. yeah well I, I i like i like that there that there's like a mix uh like a diversity but now you're right it, it just just streamlining straight to like oh uh we'll, we'll just get the white people on board yeah this is a good idea we, we, we can uh you know we can hand out i don't know a suntan lotion or whatever you know <laughs> it's like but instead it's it, i like it that it's um it, it is run by like you said like queer folks or or of anybody of minority but it is I think it is really cool to have uh, maybe let's sprinkle in a couple of Asian people and white people and straight people mm-hmm. and bi people to, to go in uh, and and just kind of like also like kind of learn how it goes, uh, what they're talking about. So I, I, I say give the white guy an internship. You know, yeah. why not? <laughs> I mean, they could be the sidekick. That's fine. But it's like I think of like past prides were like. One of the prides, like the Grand Marshal, was like Tiffany Pollard, who's like New York from um, what you call it, Flavor of Love, and it's like, why? Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, on the one I mean, like, yes, like, I'm sure she's entertaining in person, but also like, why can't a queer person be the helm of queer pride? Like, why does it still have to be a straight woman? So, again, I'm just saying, like, for me, that's what I like about the virtual ones is that it's like, no, like, we're all gay, and you're not gonna have this like through this safe, like, OMG, gays are like my Pokemon filter. So I like that. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of like, we're, we're, I think we're past the point of, well, this is like um, the accessible way in for the majority, you know? Like people being able to latch on to like, oh, here's the, the white celebrity or here's the VH1 personality who's leading mm-hmm. Pride. Now I'm interested in Pride. I mean, yeah. it's, we've kind of, we're, we're like, it, that time, the time for that has passed. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, like you see, like how cool is it that the cast of Pose is like actually they give them like last year it was um, uh, Dominique uh, Jackson from Pose like leading Queen's Pride like on stage with the mic, and I was like fuck yeah like he's <laughs> like we don't have the bravo celebrity here which is great i mean i love i love those people they're amazing but it's kind of like yeah why shouldn't it be a black trans woman on this major tv show leading leading the charge on stage 
Exactly. Yeah. It's like, I just, it's frustrating sometimes where it's like, you wouldn't be like, we're going to have a black march and then have Michael Rappaport host it. Do you know what right. I mean? Like, that's but so rules stupid. Are rules, Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> Why? He's in every movie. Every movie when everyone's black. <laughs> I don't know why. I didn't create the rules. But yeah, no, you're right. You're you're absolutely right. I mean, there is. I mean, at this point, like, there's got. There is a way. There is a way without alienating, with uh, with including, uh, you know, all kinds of people, but also uh, just giving a platform to uh, just a lot of minorities, a lot of gay people, a, lo- a lot of straight people, or a lot, what, mostly gays, minorities, of what we're talking about. You see, <laughs> I said that really, really well, and now I I would like to dig out of this hole. <laughs> you nailed it. You thank nailed you, it. Thank you. You nailed it. You're the best ally ever. Here's your reward. Six to eight weeks <laughs> in the mail. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I was in the gay straight alliance in, <laughs> in 2002 to 2006. Oh, then I'm sorry, Anna. Please take if the I floor. If I could get that plaque. <laughs> <laughs> Anna, lead the conversation. Yeah. You have this. this all the experience. I mean, I had saw a community theater production of the Laramie Project. <laughs> She's clearly heavily involved in activism. So <laughs> queer as folk, you know, UK and US. I got it. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, but do you think like how much of it feels like um empty gesturing like i don't know every time i get one of these emails in the past week from some i don't even know how half these companies have my email i'm like god <laughs> do you care do you care about uh gay pride or black lives or covid or anything i mean i i mean i'm happy to see it and then like like people the laramie project i mean in the next year how many theater groups are going to be putting on like black or queer or trans you know, productions, but maybe for the wrong reasons. Like mm-hmm. maybe they'll be doing black, queer, trans productions, but they might not actually um, have any black, queer, or trans people in the <laughs> collective, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that I would say that it's because I definitely understand and that's kind of what I'm worried about too is like, I feel like once the obviously between like, you know, the police brutality and everything, once everything dies down, I worry that like, white America is going to kind of bounce back into like, okay, this is great. Now let's do another show like girls. But like, that <laughs> <laughs> the girls needed a cheap shop, but fuck that show. But anyway, <laughs> it was fucking garbage. I hated it. But <laughs> well, you were the demographic of privileged white girl who had connected fathers. <laughs> Touche. Oh. But no, you you have, I do you like do have a good point. I mean, yeah. like I'm saying, like uh, uh, just our attention shifts like so quickly and so easily. Like, uh, how how do we know that this will be the time? But I mean, I feel like it has gotten like tangibly better. Like, I mean, I think of shows again. Like, Pose is still on the air. Legendary's on the air. There's that sh- the show. How is it called? We're here. I think on HBO. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I feel like, and I mean, RuPaul's hosting Prices Right at night. Like, do you, it's, <laughs> like, oh, I great. feel like, yeah, it's insane. And I grant I haven't seen it yet, but I, <laughs> but I mean, it's, I feel like it, like, like most things, I feel like, especially in terms of like Hollywood and entertainment, like 
I feel like so many things kind of don't start off for the best reasons, but then end up being co-opted into becoming the best reasons. And I feel like now, so more than ever, like it's such a like a more palpable shift to like, even though, I mean, obviously they're a corporate, like whatever head executive, like whatever company, they may not necessarily care, but they're hiring people who do care and those people care. And I think that it shows in the content. Yeah. Yeah, totally. that's true. No, you're right because when sometimes when things start with the best intentions in religion, uh, it turns out <laughs> ugly, real ugly. So maybe maybe that's what we have to do. We have to reverse psychology it. It's great. <laughs> How do we make money it, from this? It is really interesting because then there is, in a sense, <clears throat> like the other way that I think like American theater and like uh, television has done its sort of check the boxes of being like, well, we got an Asian woman. We we got a, a Filipino guy. Like right. this sort of pretend diversity that is being thrust uh, upon the screens, which is still incredibly important to like be a young child, like watching these people on screen because it becomes part of like what you digest and what you're able to be like, oh, why, why haven't I seen this? Like, why hasn't this been a part of my like, collective understanding of the world um <laughs> right, right because like even killing eve that show oh, by, i love uh, that show sorry i know me too i just oh, like I watched watch all of it i love sandra um, oh oh it's so good so uh, but good. it's also under fire because even though it kind of is like hey look i'm a lesbian forward show starring an asian woman um it's still in the cast it's seemingly kind of diverse um but the writers are all white right yeah right so it's kind of like white people being like well what if we did this wouldn't that look great like most theater functions like you're like wouldn't it be great if like Ophelia was black or like and then you're just looking at the room and you're like cool we're watching this one black girl and <laughs> everybody in the audience is white and they're all clapping because they all feel like we did our duty right we did our job yeah yeah yeah, yeah but then how do we stay on the path where you know I, I mean this happened to me a lot when when I get booked at stuff I get booked because I'm a woman I get booked because I'm Hispanic I mean I've been unbooked because I was a woman before so <laughs> so it, like you know what I mean my canoe is very rocky uh, but but you know also like how do you feel like how how can you get to that point where you're not like Hey, I have this job because because they needed a person of color. They needed a quota. Like that. That's if, if anything, that's kind of insulting to like my mm -hmm. my work. So like, yeah. how, Like how do, how do we get to this point? Maybe give more people opportunities so they can, you know, get that to that point. To so they can be like, no, this is earned and deserved. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree I about that. And I sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree about that. And I think that it's also, I think that what's really helpful now is especially like social media, like it's helpful to not even just do that. Or even like if you are, because like I definitely have had times where like I've been booked because uh, to fill a quota, quote unquote. But I also, and I've seen like other performers who are like that too. But like, I think that it's great now that like with social media that people use their voice to be like, okay, that may be true, but I also want to advocate for like, other people to be on the show or I'm going to advocate for myself to get paid the same as my white male counterparts or like I want to advocate for this and that and call out when you're being treated like shit 
because I feel like in the past, like you were so expected to be like, okay, yeah, it's a diversity hire, but I also should be happy to have a job. And I like that now, like people are like, no, like fuck that. I don't want to just have a job. I want to make this a career and have stability and make sure that like all of my other like fellow actors, comedians, whatever, have a shot at the table. So I think that it's good if you not only do that, but if you also just call shit out when you see it, as soon as you see it. Oh yeah, yeah. Didn't that happen on, um, it just totally happened with this wonderful lady. Oh crap, it was like America's Got Talent or some show. Come yeah. on. Oh yeah, Gabrielle Union. Yes, yes, yeah. Gabrielle Union. She called him out and I thought that was great, actually. Yeah. So, good on her, I don't know. I'm sorry, that, that was me Carolina, interjecting in the conversation. Carolina, are you the new judge on America's Got Talent? Is that no. what you're trying to reveal? I'm I, no, I'm I just I'm just saying I'm the judge of. Uh, I'll see it when I, I I don't know. I'm the judge of the judges, I guess. I have who knows. <laughs> the corporation. I can't wait till she's on the Supreme Court. This is great. It's gonna be so cool. Oh yeah. Speaking, did everybody vote? Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Wait, can I talk about this? <laughs> okay, so I put in for an absentee ballot like a while ago, and I literally got the fucking ballot the day of the vote, which should not have fucking happened. That's not cool. So I, so I was able to vote, but I'm kind of pissed. And I was like, I understand how this happened. And I was talking to other friends who were like, Yeah, I literally didn't get my ballot until like either the day of or the day after. So it was too late for me to do absentee ballot, so I had to go into the booth anyway. Mm -hmm. Oh, jeez. Voting is fucked, y'all. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Well, I I mean, I got mine. I I, I don't know how I got it, but it. I mean, let me tell you, like vote, like it's it's really cool. I I like voting at home because it's like a take home test. You know, like I could really yeah. do my research and really like vote. Like it, it took me all day to make sure I like I voted for the people who I thought were the right people, not just because, well, they're going to win anyways. What's the use of wasting my vote? No, it's like it's, this is a primary. This is when you should choose right. uh, who exactly. you think it is in, in the, at this point. Uh, but it's it, it seems more exciting to go in there and, with, with the curtains and everything. That, that looks like like that's more fun, though. It's more fun, but it's more, it's kind of a little more intimidating and intense because then you get there and you're staring at that damn ballot in your little box and you're like, I don't remember anything. <laughs> what was I supposed to do? And you're going through and you're like, did I even color in that circle right? And they're like, then you get to those ones where they're like, choose three of, of uh, three. And the delegates. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, and then you get, it's just, it would be so much nicer to sit and just have it. Like, it's like a standardized test. You're like, please let me take this on my time. I'm getting it wrong. <laughs> Failing democracy. No, I, I mean, I remember once I like walked in and it was for a special election in Queens. And literally some of the questions were so like convoluted and like misleadingly worded that I, I remember kind of being like, I mean, I was a special ed kid, so usually there's a person that's a little older than me that I could be like, hey, I don't get it. And they'll try their best <laughs> to explain it. But, like, I guess that's considered, like, coercing my vote. But Cheating. I was like, yeah, but I was like, I literally don't get the question. Like, I, I won't, I don't need your answer. I just need you to explain to me the question. Oh, my God. And yeah, they, those make are they do that on purpose. Yeah. They do, because I remember there was one year where it was like, there were three constitutional amendments to the New York Constitution, and I literally came in 
and I had to like screenshot on my phone. Like I had to go to like several websites to be like, please article dumb down this because it was like a fucking long ass paragraph. That was like, I may or may not, or should not, or shall. And I was like, there's a lot of sense <laughs> in here and we need to just tell me what yeah. this means. I and don't they're, get they're, it. they're basically do- they're riddles. They're like, yeah. yeah, and if you if you choose to do this, it will mean this. If you don't, you will have an option of doing the opposite, positive, negative. And you're like, what? <laughs> I know you're like if P then Q, thus X and then Y. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Actually, wait, Anna, John, were your polling places crowded at all? Mine was not. It was pretty great. I mean, I think like. In Woodspot and Woodside, it's just a, a straight up little church. So it's just really the community that's going there. I, I, and I think like a lot of these <clears throat> poll locations are strategically made to be so like no one knows they exist. <laughs> so <laughs> I thankfully know where this one is. Um, so, but no one was really there, and I always uh, force my roommate Gabe to get out of bed at like seven to like go vote. And it was so funny because last special election where I was like very confused, um, I remember he was filling his out and we were walking to the machines to file them. And Gabe had literally X'd instead of um, like SAT. Like, Oh, did they send him back? Did he like no, fail the ballot? I, I like looked at it. I was like, I'm not trying to cheat or anything, but like, I think, <laughs> I think like X's are are not valid. Maybe I was like, maybe you should check. And like, <laughs> and Gabe's like, no, I'm sure it's fine. I was like, I don't think it is. And then we went up to back to our little station, and they were like, you have to do it again. And I was like, whoa, there's so many ways you can just do this wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got to fill in that whole oval with your pencil, and if you don't fill it in properly, the whole world will end. <laughs> And you know what? Or the whole I, world I, already ended. So I, I am never, ever a hundred percent confident that I did it right. That sucks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it should really be a lot easier. People can do that. There's so many user-friendly like programs out there and companies that do it. I don't know why this is so archaic. It's got. It should be super easy. Like like yeah. TurboTax, whatever became like super user-friendly. You know, like right. setting up a computer, anyone could do. So like, yeah. why, why don't they just do that? Like, just give us a smiley face or a frowny face. We're not, <laughs> we're not stupid. I swear. Just make it easier. I I just find it so utterly irritating that like it's like okay, well I can pay my taxes to the government, but yet I you guys haven't figured out a way to like make this safe to do online. But okay, right, <laughs> right. Or give I know it's so problematic, off. but. <laughs> no, but it's true oh. though. Or like, it was a data like off to vote because that was also hard. Where it would be like, okay, I have to take a break from work to go and then figure out this Rubik's cube. Like, it's too hard. Like, as much as I would prefer to have it like a ballot at home that I could study, I I do really. I mean, I'm always incredibly intimidated going to whatever polling place I'm assigned, but there is yeah. something really, um, I don't know, inspiring about going and feeling so empowered to vote. There's always, you know, it's like there's always usually some civic minded person at the first desk or there's an older person. And I, I it always brings like so much comfort to me to like that there's people there and they're excited to see you and if mm-hmm. you fuck it up which i always do they're like <laughs> yes you fuck this up let's help you rip that up and come over here like there is something 
really nice about doing it in person in spite of mm-hmm. the fact that it can be really confusing and intimidating. I mean, for me, it's like, I think it might be the only place as far as like public encounters. I actually get nervous. Like for some reason approaching, I'm always like, I, like I sometimes walk in and I'm like, hi, I'm here to vote. <laughs> at me like, Okay, great. Like, great. Like, yeah, I'm like, I'm an American. I'm here. I'm a gay American. <laughs> You're like, and I don't know what a delicate is, but I'm here anyway. <laughs> I uh, could just see you with a crown wearing a cape for some reason because it's like your voting outfit. <laughs> the voting bandit. I'm actually surprised you don't have a voting outfit, John. Honestly. I always I, I go incognito when I vote. I, I don't want to draw too much attention to myself. So I, I wear I wear everyday clothes. My Clark Kent ensemble, like black frame glasses and an ugly brown suit and a black wig. And I stop going as Eleanor Roosevelt. <laughs> it was too much. All right. We, we should go. We should go. Oh, is our Pride episode over already? I, I oh, know. Man. Well, you know what? Oh, we well, could, Or we have a Pride podcast. So maybe it'll hey, never be over. Every episode is Pride. Yeah. Yeah, and we're, yeah, we're going to post that. Calvin, we can post that link on our um on our, in, uh, what do you call it? Instagram. See, I know about stuff. <laughs> yes. And in case you guys, it's centerforblackequity.org. So please check it out. And they do some really great stuff. Yeah. Very cool. Great. Professional Friends podcast on Instagram. Uh, follow us if you'd like to or, or to check out the, the thing and, uh, and what we're up to, which is just <laughs> hanging out with pets, really. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll post all the information and make it so idiot proof that anyone can do it even us even us i mean you'll feel like you you earned your voting sticker just like a kindergartner or practicing their civil duties we can't put a vote to a new voting system it will take forever but we'll try happy pride happy pride happy pride happy pride